0: In Systema if, if we're moving, the, let's say, a weapon like a knife towards the person, if you're trying to hide it, you do it without intention. If you want them to sense it, and you're trying to get them to feel from their gut that an attack is coming, you put some intention behind it.
1: This is Glenn Murphy with NC Sistema, and this is Sistema for Life.
0: Gary, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Great to be here. Really appreciate uh, being on the podcast. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, cool, yeah. It was uh, was fun catching up with you at the uh, recent... Against tension seminar up there in Toronto. It's always always fun hanging out and training with you. It's always seem an affable chap. We always have fun training. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, those were some great discussions we had uh, after training and sort of catching up. It's you get so caught up in the training during the sessions that you don't you don't have that time to chat. So it's yeah, it's nice to spend that time after the fact. Yeah, uh,
1: that's how I justify my time in the pub. I'm like, all oh, the best learning goes on in the pub afterwards. That's that's what it is. That's what I tell my wife anyway. It's so. a
0: great justification. <laughs>
1: yeah, totally. So, so, could you tell folks a little bit about yourself? Uh, where you're from, and, and what do you do outside of sustainability?
0: Sure. Um, well, I'm Gary Bernier. I do. I have two businesses right now. One is uh, I do marketing, where we do primarily uh, people would know us for our radio advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're the Wizard of Ads, and then I also do a bunch of team building stuff. Um, wrapped around personality assessments, True Colors, Myers-Briggs, that sort of stuff. Okay. So that's the, that's the stuff that uh, pays the bills um, and affords the Sistema training right now. So <laughs> that's that's, gotcha. that's what happens there.
1: So, so how did you find Sistema? You're based up, so you're in Georgetown? I'm just trying to get the geography right in my, in my head. Yeah,
0: so I'm, I'm about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour drive from Vlad. So I'm west of Vlad's okay. and a little bit north. A little bit north, gotcha. So, for those that know the geography, I'm in the west end of Mississauga and left of Brampton. <laughs> okay, gotcha.
1: So, um, so where do you train uh, primarily at HQ, or do you um, train primarily out there in Mississauga? Is it's a bit of a trek to get to HQ all the time, right?
0: Um, yeah, I, I go to H- HQ to train with Vlad and, and Manny and the other students, you know, that are there, and, and uh, I need that to to push myself right you're always looking for that training partner that um shows you your week shows you the things you need to work on yeah so yeah i always make the yeah i try to get there as often as possible um love the tuesday noon class that's we we tend to have a a a great group usually on tuesdays yeah uh, push ourselves pretty hard yeah Uh, and Vlad pushes us on Tuesdays too. That's yeah, usually...
1: there's Tuesday, both those morning classes. The Tuesday and the Thursday it always seems to kick it up a notch. You know, you get Manny and the Zettlers and a whole bunch of other people show up, and he's like, "All right, let's do this." <laughs> like, there's no beginners in. Let's just go for it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that the,
0: that's that's a great class during the week. Um, I for the last uh, eight years or so, I've been running classes out my way and. Um, help some students come to Sistema. So you started with asking me how I how I found my way to Sistema. Yeah. Uh, so to me, this is a funny story. Um, I needed a vacation. Mm. And so I had been flipping through Black Belt when we used to buy magazines and look at magazines, and Vlad always advertised in Black Belt. Yeah. And the summer camp advertisement was in there. So I called up one day and said, got any space? and you know, I didn't know Valerie at the time. She says, yep. Why? I said, well, I'd like to come. And I think this was like probably sometime in like June or July. It was, it was pretty last minute. Yeah. And she said, have you done any of this before? I said, nope. (laughs) She said, said, well, I think you should watch these DVDs. I said, okay, send me the DVDs. Uh So she sent me like a six pack of DVDs and uh, I I watched them at the last minute and went, oh, this is going to be cool. And (laughs) Headed up north to to Sistema so, camp in 2008. That was 2008. Okay,
1: yeah. So, that we probably met at that one then because I was there. Uh, yeah. I think that's probably years. I, I've realized I've probably been bumping into you for a good, like, 10 years at least and something like that. So, but, yeah, that was my first uh, immersion camp as well. So. Yeah, well,
0: it was it was my first immersion camp, but also my first experience with Systema. Dang, so that, yeah.
1: It's a hell of a way to dip yeah. a toe.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was me and one other gentleman that decided to dive in head first that week. Yeah. Um, Oren from from Mississauga, so yeah, the two of us have been bonded for years just because we were like, "Ooh, this is fun."
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember um, the difference between the 2008 one where it was um, it was probably about not, at the beginning. They Constantine I think said, "You know, hands up if you've not had experience training before," and there's literally like two or three people or something out of that group of. You know, at least 150. I want to say close to 200, probably something like that. Um, and then 2010, it was it was really interesting because it was it was about 50-50. There was about 50% of the people that showed up in 2010 when Michael came. Um, hadn't really experienced this time before, and like, wow, that's a lot of people who have never never tried Sistema who was showing up for like a, you know, a pro grade event here like really like dipping a toe and not just dipping a toe but training for like 12 hours a day getting up at 6 in the morning and jumping on a lake and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, I wonder what changed in those two years. It kind of, you know, in my head, I'm like, what happened? Yeah, no,
0: that that mix was, that mix was very different Yeah, Um, and it caused the camp to be kind of Interestingly, because we did those split activities. Yeah, for, yeah By the Wednesday, too, right? they tried to make
1: everybody train all together like we always do. But by Wednesday, it just became apparent that there were two separate groups of people that wanted different things, right? And they had to split the groups and say, okay, you know, Michael is going to go over here with some instructors and some other people, and you know, uh, Vlad and Constantine are going to work over here. And um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was. They, they they had some trouble juggling it for a little bit. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was that that was, that was my dip in uh, dip in the in the lake yeah. uh, was 2008. And just, I, I, I love that week. I, I had so many great experiences that week at camp. Mm-hmm. Um, not, like nothing else I had ever experienced before I came home super, super excited and wound up and was like, ah, this is awesome. <laughs> can't, can't wait to do more. Yeah. Um, and I, I think since then I've missed like two seminars yeah. <laughs> right at, at headquarters. Yeah. You know, one because I was sick and one just because I couldn't go. But yeah, it was. Yeah, it's it's been a, you know, fun, fun journey for the last 10 plus years of, you know, going and hanging out, and meeting all the guys and doing all these wonderful exercises to uh, uh, test yourself, uh, push yourself, yeah, expand your limits. Yeah, it's been awesome.
1: So was that, do you think, what you were subconsciously looking for when you were like, because, I mean, I need a vacation. Typically, people are like, well, maybe I'll go and lie around on the beach. Maybe I'll, you know, do nothing. Maybe I'll, like, pursue something very, very passive. What what do you think pushed you toward, like, let's go and hang out with a bunch of burly Russian guys and get
0: drowned and punched <laughs> for, for a week instead? Like, what, what appeal did that hold to you at that time? Um, I was working my way to my black belt in karate. So yeah. I, I had done a little bit of karate when I was in high school, but um, when my my boys were born I kind of set myself the goal I want I want to go back I want to finish that off I want to do that thing hmm. um, And during that journey uh, got introduced uh, to an instructor and he said, you know take a look around just just open up your eyes and take a look around um, He was doing a seminar and and that seminar was kind of mind-blowing because as you know karate, some styles of karate you're standing there punching and kicking air all day yeah and for the first time we started doing application and grappling and 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 putting meaning to kata and i yeah. was like okay this is kind of cool mm. and then his buddy avi Narda, drops in the back and he, he says you know you should go train with avi you should see what what mm. avi does you should see this military style blah 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 so my my brain was starting to open up yeah and for a vacation. I need to do something physical. i I can I can lie on the beach and I can read a book for an hour, but then I kind of get bored. So I need yeah. physical activity mm-hmm. uh, I need to be doing something and So Valerie asked me she said well, what if you didn't like it? I said well, you guys are cooking the meals I, and there's a beach here so i can i could definitely just sit around on the beach <laughs> right. and eat at, at camp i don't have to do anything i had no kids nobody bugging me and right. oh by the way they happen to have a windsurfer over here which suits me just fine <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i had a pretty good plan b if uh if right. things didn't, things didn't work out yeah but uh yeah i was just looking for something that would uh uh Keep me busy and keep me, and again, different from, from sitting in a chair doing work all day. At the time, um, I was much more in the high-tech field, yeah. which I just wanted to escape the stress. And for me, that was a physical release.
1: Yeah. And I got it. Yeah, <laughs> it was- definitely. So so what did you find over and beyond that? Because I, mean, I remember coming back from that first camp, and I'd already been training a few years by that point, but I didn't expect the change that it brought in me. You know, when I left that place and I was walking around, I just had such a higher sense of awareness particularly of my environment I, I, I got a very strong sense of the fact that i've grown grown up in quite an urban environment and i wasn't super outdoorsy <laughs> and you know at home and the, uh, you know i've been camping and stuff like that and messing about with friends but never never kind of worked for 12 hours straight and you know um got really down and dirty crawling through the mud and get bitten by things and you know worrying about bears eating you in the forest and stuff like that you know not really that kind of an extensive experience in it and it kind of just the experience of being outside and doing that work with those people. I mean, aside from the training itself, which was spectacular. I I remember just coming back and like driving back to North Carolina, stopping off in some, uh, you know, highway rest stop thing, like a big thing where people are walking around stuff in their faces with fast food and everybody just seemed oblivious to each other and like they're bumping into each other and really clumsy and unaware of what's going on. And I just felt like something had fundamentally changed and my, my way of looking at people and interactions had completely changed and I, di- I didn't expect that at all. And I was like, wow, this feels like I'm not a different person, but that something has been cracked open on the
0: inside by that experience. Yeah, I... I, I understand that drive home experience. Um, I, I, it was in Constantine always talks about how um, stress narrows your vision. Yeah. Right. And I found when I was driving home or at the end of camp, it was like uh, my eyes had had this great big view. I could see everything to the side of me and everything. Up to the top, like I didn't have to move my eyes to see. I just had this really big picture in front of me. Yeah. So it, the relaxation just, like you say, opened you up and allowed you to see everything. So you're driving home, you see all the way to the right, all the way to the left, up, down, as far as you can, go. and and you're like, wow. Normally, I'm like looking at the guy ahead of me and yeah. glancing in the rearview mirror, and yet I've got this big picture in front of me. So yeah, there's something about the relaxation and and uh, and. And like you say, stepping back from society and going, "Oh, this is interesting." You, yeah, you, 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 <laughs> look at these people.
1: Yeah, you feel like it's an anthropologist. Like, you come out of it, you look it at me like, "Really? <laughs> is, that, is that
0: is that normal? Is it you know, to be that closed off and that into yourself and and walking around and oblivious?" And answer yes. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I imagine it's kind of similar for people that go on, like, lengthy meditation retreats or something. Do you know what I mean? If they spend, like, 14 days, like, silent and in the mountains and not talking to anybody else or something like that. And then they come back and it's the contrast between that and what people actually do, um, which is spend most of the time just thinking about themselves wrapped up in their own heads with little stories spinning around and just urgency and just worried about the next thing, right? They're never actually noticing what's going on around them because they're so wrapped up in their own heads. I imagine it's about the same. I can't say that it is because I've never done it, but like um, from stories that I've heard from people I know that meditate, it seems very similar.
0: Well, the the other big change that we've seen from those, what we'll call early camps, 2008, 2010, um, is the explosion of social media. And, and the handheld device, mm. right? Use of the handheld device. yeah. Um, so even that's making people um, – it, it's changing their posture. Yeah. It's changing the way they um, – the, their stress levels, um, the, the, the way the chemicals are reacting in the brain. There's all kinds of studies on that side of stuff. So. Yeah, it'd be interesting to take somebody today that's that's sort of living in that that normal life, bring them up to camp, put them through that experience, and see if they have that same sort of feeling at the end, Glenn. That hmm. oh my, stepping away. If they could actually step away, leave leave the phone behind for the week, and just yeah. you know, use it as a camera if anything, and then. Yeah. get on with life. It'd be interesting to see if they had that same sort of feeling.
1: Yeah, I can imagine it going one of two ways, really. It's like if one group might just experience abject panic, <laughs> like, like they're cutting the umbilical cord to their phone and they just can't do it for, you know, like six, seven days straight in the forest without calling back in and all that kind of stuff. And the other group just might feel a massive sense of relief. I mean, I've I've heard of these there are camps, I think. I think mostly for teenagers rather than adults, right? Where they basically drag them into the outdoors and they hate it for the first two days, and they make them windsurf and paddleboard and go hiking and orienteering, and they and they whine incessantly apparently for about the first two days, and then they get this overwhelming sense of relief, and some of them start talking to each other, some of them just hate it all the way through, but like it's it's like a forced um, cold turkey or something for, teen- for teenagers that are like um, addicted to their phones. But yeah, I, I teach um stress um stress management courses and stuff like that and one of them is focused specifically on technology and how to kind of um not to ditch it you know in the luddite kind of sense but how to um reassess your relationship with it so that you're the boss of the machines and not the other way around and and one of the things that I talk about in that is that this is a this is a ridiculously recent phenomenon I, I think that they've become the devices have become so ubiquitous now that you know, everybody has one literally right um, yeah. and we, use them, we all use them more or less the same way like like we used to use a computer you know with a constant connection to the internet and everything that it offers like everything is in your hand why would anything else be more interesting or important than that you know um, but I point out on the timeline I, I do this little exercise sort of saying okay when did Wikipedia start? When when was the first iPhone? When was this? And people always guess that it was way further back. They're like, oh, it was probably like 1992 or like 98 or something like that. And, but, and then like, when did Facebook start? You know, when did Instagram? When did Twitter? And what kind of stuff? And people just can't believe that it's within the last 10 years, you know, like all of that was in the last 10 years, like literally in the space of a decade, everything has changed. Right. It's, I mean, you could say, yeah, we had mobile phones and we had different types of communication. We had email, but nobody used email then the way that we do now. We just used it as like a, a simpler, quicker way. Right. Of, and and yeah. people still wrote emails as if they were long letters. I mean, I still do. I feel like an old fogey, you know, I always like <laughs> address it at the top and the bottom. And it's a sign of professionalism now that most people haven't got coming up. But, um, but we didn't, we didn't just kind of, Use them like we were on call, like surgeons or something, all day long, or firefighters or something. Do you know what I mean? And now we're just beholden to these things, and everybody behaves that way. That's the that's the norm now. And you're a weirdo if you don't have a mobile phone or if you're not on Facebook, you know, and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's that whole idea of the recency of this phenomenon and then trying to see it see it in context. And then I t- then I did another exercise, which sort of says, you know, how did you survive without all this crap before 2010? You know, what did you do before Google Maps? Did you have an actual road atlas in your car? You know, did you sometimes look at the route before? you left instead of trusting the turn by turn and turning into a bloody lake or something you know um so and it gets people thinking about oh yeah you know i'm like what if there was an emp what if they knocked out all the electrons? how would you survive i mean not going crazy survivalist but just trying to get people to realize how dependent they've become and how closed off they've become to their their own bodies and to their environments and to other people as a result you know and I, I think system is a really good way of doing the same thing right for at least for an hour and a half two hours you're training you know, you're not on your mobile phone, hopefully, while you're training. And you're paying attention to your body and other people. And it's
0: it's a necessary antidote to what's going on in the world, I think. Oh, yeah. Show up at headquarters. Lay down. Start doing breathing exercises. All that stuff melts away. Yeah. Right? And you're like, oh, yes. Breathe from the toes. Breathe from the head. Oh, yeah. Do yeah. this. Do that. Okay. You know, um, following somebody else's commands. Give it, giving giving up control. And yeah. following somebody else's commands mm-hmm. um, and changing your focus just puts all that stuff in the behind you for yeah. that for that period of time, right? Um, so that's a great way to start class. Um, any of the those warm up exercises that we have, that, and that with the breathing, mm-hmm. because it, it takes the individual focuses their brain on on that exercise. So whatever they walked in the door with,
1: yeah,
0: is immediately shoved to the back of the brain. It's sure. it's now it's now down on the pile. Yeah, and so. You know, that, that in itself I think is, is one of the great um, pieces because having done exercises where you're not focused on the breathing, you're just counting and you're doing, it's not the same mm. um, mental exercise. Right. So that, that grabbing a hold of that uh, the brain in those first couple of exercises and forcing it to be counting steps and breathing and pushing the breathing and struggling with the breathing and mm. breath holds and that sort of stuff. It's occupying ninety to hundred percent of your conscious brain's sure. activity. Yeah, which which means which all of that stuff that you came driving in with or walking in with just got shoved someplace else. Yeah, and so that that I, I like that that clears the brain. Yeah, for the real work starts to even so you know it's interesting we we caught talking about relaxation, but that's the big shift in focus that I've noticed for my. Myself mm. and for my students is um, they walk in with stuff and then you start going through those exercises and then you're like oh yeah you can just see they've they've let all of that go yeah and they're not, they're now just they're here yeah okay cool. now we now we can start to work yeah and so you yeah, kind of you kind of
1: have to right because you have, you have to clean the body and you have to clean the mind a little bit before you can even start to pick up on the subtlety of what Systema has to offer right so I mean I think I was pretty solid with the idea that, you know, slow dynamic exercises and push up holds and all those kinds of things with really good breathing is a good way of cleaning out excess tension and like patterns of unconscious tension in the body. Um but until comparatively recently I don't think I'd grasp the full Capacity of Systema to clear the mind uh, and, and the body as well, right? Because it's involved in the creation of emotions and things of unwanted psychological activity or unwanted emotions, right? Or involuntary, rather, things that just keep springing up. And I think those two skills, the ability to clear your mind of like the monkey monkeying around and the ability to clear emotions like to reset them with a the breath like uh, i think matt hill said it before he's like what a gift that vlad and michael have oh, given yeah. us like the ability oh, yeah. to change your entire mind and your outlook in a breath like all at once right not go for a two-hour massage not no. you know join go for a yoga class halfway through the day but like bang that's it like you change your entire outlook and way you interact with people if you know how to do it and if you remember how to do it <laughs> or remember when to do it that's the critical thing is to catch yourself in the act of getting tense right and and uh, and flip it over
0: yeah and that that aspect of sistema is uh something that i've i've spent a lot of time trying to study get good at is that um tension release that you talk about and and the using it when it when you need it in your every day it's yeah. not it's not a class activity. It's not. It's not an. It's. It's just something you should, like you said, carry around with you and use when you need it. Yeah. And and what does? How does that? How does that improve you as a person? Like like, like Matt says, what a great gift. Because how does that improve your interactions with everybody around you? Because you're walking around with less stress.
1: Sure. Yeah. Right. So yeah. have you found this? Um. Have you found? some of this wisdom and some of these approaches carrying over into your work, especially with team building, I should imagine. I mean, maybe not in writing ads and stuff oh, like that, I've, but definitely if you're working with team building and trying to get people to un- understand and acknowledge each other, surely a lot of this must have spilled over.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. The, the easiest concept to talk about is, is the concept of intention. Mm-hmm. So in Systema, if, if we're moving the, let's say a weapon like a knife towards the person, if you're trying to hide it, you do it without intention. If you want them to sense it and you're trying to get them to feel from their gut that an attack is coming, you put some intention behind it. Mm. So, you, so, we work with turning on and off intention mm. in, in an exercise. Sure. And so, yeah, when I'm teaching the team building, the number one reason people call me in is they like, oh, go, we have a failure to communicate. We have, a, we have a problem communicating. And we'll talk about email. I, I said, do you think when the person wrote the email, they had the intention To upset you or tick you off? yeah. Or were they just trying to get the email out of their inbox Mm. and over to your inbox? Are they just trying to get through their job right now? Mm. Right? Because I jokingly asked, does anybody want more email? And thousands of people in have, nobody's raised their hand and said they want more. So everybody's dealing with an excess of it. And they're Mm. just trying to flip it out of their box and into somebody else's box. It's email tennis. Over to you, over to you, over to you. Gone. Well, when you communicate that way, you're communicating in your style, doesn't mean the recipient receives the information in that style. You're going quickly, doesn't mean you give the full story. So people are sitting in front of their email and they're interpreting and they're adding to the message that's not there. Yeah. And so the big trick for them, I I try to get them to realize is you're just doing what they're doing. Mm. You don't have any bad intentions. Hmm. Neither does the other person. Why are you getting so upset? Yeah. Why are you starting these flame grams? Why are these things going out of control when it's just somebody else just trying to get through their day? So that concept of there's no in, no negative intention there is hmm. kind of an interesting one for people to grasp because it's like, huh, that's right. That that voice is the one inside my head as I'm reading the email. Yeah. I'm adding intention to the email. I'm adding garbage to this sure they're inferring that the offense kind of things so. yeah. yeah yeah inferring the offense and therefore i'm adding to the response yeah and so i try to try to get them to do a little bit of a reset on that and realize that that people are they're just doing their thing they they actually have they're, they're trying to be helpful they're mm. and, and not harmful in sure. their intention and their communication so that that's the easiest one and you know a couple of times I've uh, done that intention exercise that Const- Constantine took us through where you get the three big burly guys to come at you like they want to pound the crap out of you and you, you sneeze or you bend down and you tie your shoes and mm. break their intention. So the True. other the other the other trick for teaching people is uh, the smile. Yeah. When you smile at somebody, whatever intention they had, mm. it 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 gets kind of broken in yeah. that because you can't argue with some, can't be mad and argue with somebody that's happy and smiling at you. It's really difficult. Right. Yeah. Somebody, somebody that's creating alignment is really hard to argue with. So those, those concepts I've translated into that sort of team building and communication piece, and and made people sort of step back and take a look at it and go, oh yeah, this is not a fight. This yeah. is this is just communication. Okay, it's poor communication. Okay, why is it bothering me so much? Yeah. And so I'm trying to reduce that stress of communication using the. The, these techniques making them see it for what it is
1: yeah I think that's a it's it's a key <laughs> I think it's for an F- an increasingly valuable skill to be able to tell the difference between um, ill intent and just ineptitude, right? <laughs> just, just like someone, they didn't mean to do it, they're just a clown or they were just like rushed or they're just not that socially skilled. Like some people just grow up now in an email texting environment and they just, they haven't had to talk to people, especially groups of people, you know, different types of people with different personalities and backgrounds. Like you can successfully insulate yourself in today's world and not have to do that, right? So, yeah. so I think there's more and more of, an expectation that everybody adjusts to you and your communication style, right? And it's self-centeredness in that. Um, and in that, it's becoming more and more difficult to find people who uh, who understand the bigger picture, right? Who, who tailor what they say to other people. I mean, when I write an email, I'm, const- I'm always thinking from the point of view of, you know, what's what does the other person want, like, to begin with? And that's where etiquette comes from, right? Manners and stuff like that, you know? Um, it's like the idea of, like, we're going to set the ground here and make sure that we are yeah, you know especially if i want something from somebody or i'm asking them to do something right you can't just come in and be like i need that thing by 12 like gee, you know <laughs> push send you have to be i like hey like oh hey dave how's it going uh you know it's good seeing you this morning blah 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 blah. hey look don't mean to be a dick about this but i need this thing by nine o'clock if you can help me out really appreciate it cheers see you later but yeah and those kind of flanneling bits people tend to skip those as if they're too busy for them and they're not Worth anything, but I think the function of those is to make up for the lack of like uh, physical signals, right? You haven't got the facial expressions, you haven't got that you can't smile via email. And I think that's probably what emoticons are all about, right? They're trying to add like, like, hey, I need that thing by nine. Smiley, you know, it's it's not quite the same, you know, because that could be like sarcastic or something. So you've got to be uh, you've got to be very difficult, I think. And so, how much of I mean, obviously, these problems have have existed for quite a while, like ill communication and people even reading the wrong intent into words um <laughs> certainly in marriage i can <laughs> i can attest to that it's
0: very defa- yeah, definitely got badges on that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely so so it, it definitely predates email and social media and that kind of stuff like how much how much worse do you feel it's got like in in, in your time that you've been teaching how how, how much more do people do this
0: it, it's we talked a little bit earlier about the quantity um, so it's the quantity that's that's growing dramatically for people. Mm. And therefore, that's forcing the speed. Yeah. And when, when the speed comes, um, you said it, the message gets smaller and shorter. And so that leaves the recipient with more room to make stuff up. Mm. So th- those are the inputs that are making the situation a bigger problem. Yeah. Is, is the quantity, therefore the speed that people feel they need to work at. In order to get through the quantity, and so that's what's removing the consideration for who the message is going to. Mm-hmm. So if we pull it back to sistema, and you look at our p- training partner, you know we're taught see see our training partner, see their movements, make make contact with them in their movement, really you know understand what your partner's giving you sure. either in the attack or in the in, in in the defense or or whatever aspect of it is that you're working on and yet that goes away like you said in that high speed communication you're not considering mm. uh, the other person you're yeah. just you're just doing your thing and so that it's people, the the solution is slow down the challenge is time mm. and so that those are the two Opposing forces that are amping up the stress in in people's work lives is is that aspect of it Um, Then when you layer on as you said communication styles and the rest of the sort of thing It just gets it just gets worse and worse and worse. But yeah, it's it's quantity um, That's really Driving people to not want to pick up their phone not wanting to to do this stuff It's just I, I just I they get overwhelmed or overloaded. Yeah so that's, that's the biggest contributor, I think, is just quantity um, at this point. Yeah. Because I always make the joke there was a movie once, You've Got Mail, <laughs> <laughs> where that was a big deal. That yeah. Little- yeah yeah you know, I remember vaguely being excited to
1: look at an email it was almost like getting like now you, now you get excited if you get real mail that's not junk mail or things selling you stuff through right if somebody actually writes you a letter and it's not somebody selling you something you're like wow you still get that feeling from a real maybe even more so than you used to right because it's so few and far between people don't write letters anymore but I remember vaguely feeling that way like you know university or something when it first started had an email account and someone would pop up like beep boop and you're like oh, I got an email you know it's <laughs> so excited what's going to be in this? this thing like, clicking it is like now you just hate it right you hate all of them you just I, unless is from a certain person that way you, you're always like good happy
0: to hear from them you know and, and that that was a great articulation we've gone from excitement to hate yeah people are not looking forward to opening up their email boxes right yeah right so there's already a negative intention sure attached to the tool before they even start right so yeah those that that's some of the ways that um, and and both Vlad and, and primarily Constantine from the the psychological aspect um, yeah. is the stuff that I've I've grabbed a hold of and tried to pull um, in into that aspect and help people in their everyday life when I'm sort of doing that in in the in the tower type of teaching. Gotcha. <laughs> So, so how
1: much of that when you're teaching those methods and those concepts how much of that is just do you get across on a purely cognitive level like you talk about it and you say here's the concept you need to think about the intent and how much do you actually start messing with people's like bodies and getting them to do things like in those things because system is very much a are learned by doing practice right like vlad or constantine i mean constantine talks more probably than anybody else in this in the higher system of t- senior <laughs> teaching yes. um, community and that kind of stuff right he he talks quite like manny's emmanuel No, he's very explanatory as well he likes to talk about things a lot and then get you doing and then reflect on them and get you talking to each other so they both have that modality of teaching right but most most of the other senior system instructors they're just like okay here's what it's about do it figure it out. And then I'll come around. If you're having trouble, I'll come around and give you pointers or suggestions or ideas of how you could do this better. But the, the fundamental idea is that you you've got to figure this all out by yourself. right? Um, and you have to learn it through your body. You're going to learn it by doing, not by thinking about it. right? So, so I found that I've, I like to translate these techniques across into my work for stress management. And I've gone longer and longer, more and more and more physical. right? The people actually like the physical stuff more. And it's, it's harder to get the uh, intellectual stuff across. How much do you get to play with people in, uh, in team building senses with physical things?
0: Uh, on the physical aspect of my team building not very much mm-hmm. um, i attack them hard on the on the mental side so when i do it, it it's a lot of pattern interrupts um, yeah. like you know like we would do in sistema um, break break the normal yeah um, make make the brain sort of stop for a moment and and pause and think and i also um, overload them much like we do in sistema where we give them too much mm. it, for them to digest uh i'll give them 10 5 to 10 great techniques for improving their communication i'll look at them and say if you do if everybody just does one yeah the whole thing gets better sure uh, and because i'm doing what i call one day wonders or half day wonders i'm in i'm out i yeah. actually don't usually see the um byproduct sure. the, the after effect it's i only find out when i get rehired by the same group and somebody says oh my god that tip man that yeah. j- that j- that just changed like everything for me that that was so valuable so you get that every once in a while but it's not a, it's not a, a big part of of that just the way it's sort of structured because sure. they're just looking for the the one day wonder yeah. i've thought about adding some more physicality and stuff to the afternoon um but typically the, the way my stuff structured they, they come looking for a thing and yeah. if i do that if i add that on the end then it, it doesn't look like what they it may not look like what they're looking for so i've, I've struggled with um bolting that piece on yeah me too but,
1: you gotta work it, with expectations versus <laughs> new stuff right so
0: yeah yeah but uh it would be it would be interesting to uh you know teach them a little bit of breathing and and you know even how to even how to tense and relax in a chair yeah okay. <laughs> right <laughs> okay breathe in tense sure. breathe out, relax just sitting in a chair like learn learn how to remove tension sitting in a chair yeah
1: yeah but that's, only, that's one of the things time. i do because i'm like it's, it, it goes a long way towards resetting intentions right you can <laughs> you can try and change your mind but if your body is still angry it's difficult to change your mind
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and, and uh, there's uh i've taken you know different groups i've tried to take them through some advanced well what they would consider advanced stuff and it start, starts to come off as you're, you're one of those guys. And so, yeah, you know, it's always, they, like you said, they like the cognitive stuff that they can wrap their head around as soon as I start to go into the more affective side of the side of things that they yeah. they're
1: like, Oh great. We got Gary, Tony Robbins. But anyway, it's like, it's, Yeah. Brilliant. Yep. So how, um, how has it affected, um, your kind of, your working life not just in the things that you teach other people but your kind of work life balance and how how you approach your week and your year and all that kind of stuff do do, do you kind of forget about it at intervals and then it kind of gives you little resets or or reminders to change things or does it is there kind of like a a core that carries all the way through because
0: you train system you know great question um my body says go to headquarters. Mm. So this is a busy week for me. I know I'm traveling next week. Um, When I get back, the body's going to say, go to headquarters. Uh, And the reason why is, again, when somebody else is teaching me, I get to turn my brain off. Yeah. Right. And I get that cycle we talked about earlier. So my body and the people around me, are like yeah yeah go to headquarters get out of here get out of here go to headquarters you'll come back with that smile again yeah uh, and so the people around me uh my business partner my wife they recognize when i'm pushing hard and and getting irritable and grumpy and yeah. whatever and they're just like go just go yeah cuz mm-hmm. cuz they they like the person that comes back right yeah <laughs> <laughs> So so half of it is is the community wrapped around me has actually endorsed the after effects of systema. Sure. And 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 my body says, dude, you've been on planes, you've you've had a, s you've been in strange beds, you've been in, on a screwed up sleep schedule. It's it's all out of whack. You need to go lie flat on a floor mm. and go breathe. And mm. yes, I can do it myself, Glenn. Mm. And I and I do every night. Like sure. I can turn the lights so, out like this with the breathing mm. but there's something when my stress levels crank up sure that you walk in and you start the walking exercise and somebody comes up and goes gary your right shoulder you're carrying st- yeah dude i'm here fix that. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah stuff just give me a whack man right. i can't hit myself sh- and try you know thank god for the new um the new massage tools that uh, yeah. brought like in, in
1: whips and things—they
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they work pretty good for for self-massage. And I needed that little bit of flexibility and shorter length. Um, right, but yeah, it's it's that's what compels me to go go back and and have um, the senior people um, cha- challenge challenge me is because again the all of the stuff that I'm I carry in gets shoved to the back. Um, the body has stored up all of the positive and and negative emotions and hopefully by the end of class and if it hasn't happened by the end of class then i'll get somebody to walk on me Mm. hit me do whatever else i feel needs to be done to clear those those negative emotions that the body has decided to hold on to for whatever dumb reason yeah
1: yeah it's it's interesting just hearing you talk about that and i'm just kind of reminded of a constantine talking about the, you know, stress or layers of fear and stress being like layers of an onion, right? I think it actually it might have been Vladimir. I can't remember if it was Vladimir or Constantine. It might have been at the same seminar. But sort of saying that you have layers, right? So it's not like you get rid of it all at once. Um, the first time you do maybe like a, you know, a painful massage or something or walking on the body or work with the whip, um, it might take off kind of the surface layer of, of tension, you know, in your muscles and just kind of like you're carrying in your fascia and your skin and just stuff that other people can see very easily and quickly externally like a screwed up serious face yeah all that kind of stuff right um and then the next time you do it you you can go a little bit deeper and you can get rid of another layer and another layer and and it feels to me that every time i go back to headquarters or every time i do you know a lengthy seminar or an outdoor thing or something like that um i go deeper and cleansing like a deeper layer of tension that gets closer and closer to the spine and then to kind of to the nervous system and to the root of where that physical tension is coming from right the psychology of it um so perhaps when we go away from HQ and then we train for like a few months or wherever it's going to be on our own, depending on how often we get to go back, you know um, we we can clean ourselves of that surface tension and the, the surface to middle la- layer you know we can do breath work on our own and we can do a lot of stuff but um, but gradually over time, just a little at a time that that deeper, deeper level of tension, which I think probably is. Invisible or inexorable to to a lot of people, right? They don't even feel that because it it creeps up on you Yeah, they don't even you know, but we're kind of attuned to it And so we can feel it now and we know when it's coming and what's going So so now once you've experienced that deep level of really feeling open and really feeling free and you know liberated from your own psychological tension you understand that that's the baseline right and then you're comparing everything to that so like a month later and a couple of plane trips and and time zones later you can feel yeah okay i can get rid of the tension in my muscles i can get rid of the tension you know a little bit i can manage my emotions i can get things down but there's like this little kind of humming frequency underneath which is steadily getting louder just a little bit you know and eventually that translates into physical tension or into irritability or whatever it's going to be and those kind of deep cleansing trips back to hq or or some exercises, too, like, you know, the Russian stick massage or something. It's the, it's like a full purge, and it gets you back to square one again so that you have yeah. some capacity to deal with the stress and the other things that get thrown at you in life. So I think that's why it's so critical to go to the big seminars and go back to HQ just, you know, as often as you can.
0: Yeah, the the one uh, mental tip that I give a lot of uh, – that I've given a lot of my students and, and different people that I work with, when you get down to that emotional layer um, is – when the thought pops into your head, when the when the anger or the frustration comes back, when the person pushes on the spot or hits the spot, is to realize, to say to yourself, that's in the past. I don't mm. need to hold on to that anymore. And mentally let go of that moment. Mm. But it's interesting how when we get down to that emotional layer and you stimulate either the physical or the, the nervous system, how that moment in time Seems to flash, the, an the image sort of comes to the brain, yeah. and and you can either deepen that by refocusing on it and reconnecting with those emotions, or you can you can clean by saying, I don't need that. Yeah, I can let that. I, I, that's in the past. That's history. I'm past that. I can let that go. That that little bit of self talk in that moment disconnects hmm. that that moment that's stored in the body. It it sort of says to the body, let let that go. So that's kind of the little mental um, tip that as, as people get down to that uh, emotional layer and those things are starting to pop in. Of, oh yeah, oh I remember that bad phone conversation where I was angry and I, I had my bad posture and all of a sudden, as soon as you touch that shoulder, it's like, oh mm-hmm. that's what I that's what I'm remembering. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, it's it's you're past that. Let that go. Let that sure. go. I and mean, you can just see people. Yeah. And so that, that's that's been helpful for people to. Learn to let go of some of that deeper emotional side. Yeah, uh, that that's something that um, I think lots of people don't realize. Is and I asked Vlad this a long, long time ago. I said, "Why does the body store both the positive and, neg- and the negative?" And he goes, "I don't know. That's why we have to do what we we do to just clean the body." And I've just run with that ever since, right? And just look for it, like you're, you're talking about, as many ways to clean the body of the the tension and the stress as possible because it is just going to slowly creep in there yeah and, and climb back up um, sure yeah you know we recently at headquarters and i know at the seminar and stuff we talked about it travel is the single easiest thing to to slowly ratchet that dial up mm. oh i gotta go to the airport yeah that's that's just that expression <sighs> in and of itself
1: yeah <laughs> I despise everything about air travel, just from start to finish, every aspect of it, from checking in on the laptop to, to arrive at every, the only bit I like is arriving there and knowing that I haven't got to do it again for a while. (laughs) And
0: and, and so that's just one activity and you, and, and and you look at the, the, the mental anguish and then the physical stresses that Mm -hmm. that brings on the body. Yeah, it's. It, it just but it doesn't come all at once it comes like you said in those little those little layers it, yeah. it just it builds and builds and stacks and stacks and stacks and yeah we wipe some of it away and then yeah you want to get down to that deeper stuff. you got to go pretty deep yeah, definitely yeah.
1: Real man, that's some uh, some great insights and some great uh, advice for people about how to how to deepen their training a little bit. And and maybe also some people can take something from your experience in work, whether or not they work directly with people or in teams and things like that, and try and start to see ways that they can apply their own training to to their everyday life uh, a little bit more often. Graham. Well,
0: th- thanks, Glenn. Uh, <laughs> I really appreciate being here.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. love so,
0: talking about Sistema.
1: Yeah. So how do people find you if they're in um, So you teach a regular group in, in the Mississauga area? or? Is that...
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. com yeah. is where they can find me. Um, and then there's a, there's also a Facebook page. Uh, you know, I, I tend to like to take a lot of photos of the different seminars. So sometimes people connect with me just, just to see the photos that I put out there to the world of the. Cool. Of people doing interesting acrobatic things right. working with Vlad, yeah, <laughs> involuntarily most of the time. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <It's, laughs> yeah, I think I have a great one of you with a su- with a briefcase, but you know, <laughs> oh yeah.
1: <laughs> a bunch of my students said they bought that video. I think it's improvised weapons too, because I'm yeah. just getting seven bells beating out me for the entire seminar, and they're just like, oh, this is. They, get, they crack a couple of beers, and they're like, let's watch Glenn getting the shit kicked out of him. It'll be really fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was a great seminar.
1: That was yeah. good. One. Yeah. yeah. That was really good. Well, thanks again, Gary. Thanks very much. And uh, thanks, hope man. to be uh, training with you soon up in HQ. Take- yep. Hope to see you soon. Take right. care, man. Take care, mate. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about classes, workshops, and seminars at NC Systema, please visit us online at www.ncsystema.com.